living without hormones, there are health risks, as we know. It in increases our risk of heart disease by fivefold after the menopause compared with before the menopause, increases our risk of osteoporosis and fractures, dementia, type 2 diabetes, obesity, all causes of death are a little higher in women not on HRT compared with women who are on HRT. That's Dr. Rebecca Lewis, a GP and menopause specialist. I'm Liz Earle, and this is the Liz Earle Wellbeing Show, the podcast that brings you weekly wellness wisdom you can trust. Now, World Menopause Day falls on October the 18th, so this week and next, I'll be chatting to a number of brilliant women, specifically about the thing that receives way more attention than just about anything else in midlife women's healthcare. I am, of course, talking about HRT, something that I've talked about quite a lot here over the years. I think stemming from my own personal journey, having started out as being fairly sceptical when I first wrote my Good Menopause Guidebook, then of course coming across much more evidence-based information, being introduced to medics like Dr Louise Newson, who many of you follow and know and respect so much. And as part of that, I've also met so many outstanding medics and I'm delighted that one of them is going to be joining me here for this conversation. So Dr Rebecca Lewis has worked as a GP for over 20 years and she now works solely within the menopause speciality, dedicating her time to seeing patients, lecturing and writing articles in the hope of empowering all of us with evidence-based knowledge. And she's very clear that when a woman is prescribed with the right type and dose of HRT, her life can be completely transformed. And next week, we are going to be taking a deep dive, specifically looking into the role of HRT, friend or foe, for women with current or previous versions of breast cancer. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Rebecca, welcome. You know, it was so great to see you in real life at the recent Women in Medicine conference. It was really lovely, wasn't it, to actually see people in real life for a start and um, at such a wonderful conference. It's lovely to be here. Thanks, Liz. Well, it, that was a great gathering. Uh, but it has, of course, been, I guess, a year or more since the last time we spoke here on the podcast. And there's been so much in the press about HRT, especially during that time. Mostly good, it has to be said, in terms of health benefits, but also bad in terms of supply and demand and the problem with patches falling off due to dodgy glue and the estradose form of estrogen gel not working properly, to name a few. So what's the state of play right now? What's it been like for you this last year and right now working on the front line? 
Well, do you know, Liz, there has been a real change in um, in demand for, for HRT. It is a wonderful thing to see more women becoming empowered um, and understanding, thanks to people like you and Dr Louise Newson, spreading the word about actually you don't have to put up with these symptoms. Um, there's a really safe, effective convenient treatment to use it has changed it's had such a bad name in the past for reasons we've discussed many times but we can perhaps go into Mm. that later but i am seeing a real change in attitude and a desire that women really want to do something about about their symptoms and stop feeling so dreadful that well that is good news but for those who've possibly been living under a stone for the last few years and aren't aware of kind of all the hoo-ha and what's gone on and the massive shift and the awakening really I think the scale's falling from people's eyes that that the original big big study that caused so much concern about the perceived dangers of HRT which was later so discredited and so many of the things um, were kind of the misinformation that came from that was was explained and people began to understand it could you just give us a very top line for anybody that hasn't heard that news I mean, it is absolutely scandalous, really. There was an enormous study uh, 20 years ago in America to look at HRT, and the results were leaked to the press before they were properly peer-reviewed, and they had got the statistics wrong. But it was too late. These statistics had reached uh, the medical and the national press and were leaked, and and, uh, we saw headlines saying HRT increases your risk of breast cancer, cardiovascular disease, stop it now. And and women did in in their millions and millions. It was wrong. The statistics were not correctly applied. The um, data was not analysed correctly, in fact. Um, And we have now actually found almost the opposite when these statistics and the data were looked at uh, with the correct, correct statistics. What we know now, in fact, that... People who've had a hysterectomy have oestrogen-only HRT, and these women have been followed up for 18 years, and they've been shown to have, in fact, a lower risk of breast cancer after 18 years on oestrogen HRT. The potential increased risk from using oestrogen and progesterone was at very, very low. Um, and they used a very old-fashioned type of HRT, which we, we never use here in the UK, derived from horse's urine. And the progesterone part of that HRT was very old-fashioned and had some quite a lot of side effects for women. They showed that there was a, perhaps a few more cases of breast cancer in women who had to take oestrogen and progesterone. But the increased number of cases did not even reach statistical significance So could have occurred by chance, that means. The increased number of of cases of breast cancer was less than the increased number of of breast cancer cases due to drinking just two units of alcohol every night. So women need to know that, that the risk was very, very low. And of course, on, on the old form of HRT. So I don't know anybody. I know many, many women taking HRT. I don't know anybody who's taking Premarin tablet. It, it all seems to be patches, gels, sprays, which we'll talk about later. And am I right in saying that for the transdermal oestrogen, these, these ones that you put on the skin, there's been no risk shown whatsoever of any kind? When oestrogen is through the skin, there's no increased risk of blood 
blood clot, um, a stroke, no increased risk of breast cancer when oestrogen is taken through the skin. If you have a womb, you must take a progesterone with oestrogen. That's the only thing we have to know because oestrogen on its own is not healthy long term for, for women who have um, still have their wombs intact and haven't had a hysterectomy. But oestrogen through the skin is very, very safe. Of course it is really. It's our own hormone. Why would it be? Why would it be dangerous when it, we're just putting back what we've what we've got naturally? Well, that, that's right. It's so physiological and it's what we call uh, regulated body identical HRT, which is exactly what it what it says. The title says it is identical to our own, very own hormones that the ovary produces and has stopped producing. So it just makes quite a lot of sense. Therefore, if you're going to use HRT to use the identical type of hormone and and literally top up your own level of hormones back to the normal female physiological level. And it's interesting that you use the word identical because I think this is where a little bit of confusion is out there. There's been talk of bio-identical and body-identical and the the terms being kind of interchangeable. But bio-identical has tended to be used by the unregulated well, or, or the, the the private clinics that are selling, usually at very high prices, unregulated hormones, and they tend to adopt the term bio-identical. But actually, you can get body-identical, which is <laughs> identical, so it's the same, from your GP for, for, you know, the cost of a prescription. Which is fully regulated with many, fully many, regulated. many, many years mm. of research behind it. Absolutely right. Yes, and it's important mm. to make that that degree of, of differentiation, bioidentical. We haven't got the research behind it. It's a compounded mixture of hormones of varying degrees of, of, of strength. Um, we haven't got the research and it's not recommended, uh, therefore, by all the governing menopausal bodies. Is, is that mainly because of the progesterone component potentially not being sufficient to protect the lining of the womb from things like uterine cancer? Potentially, but not always, because it's such a mixture of how progesterone has been given sometimes it's in tablet form sometimes it's in cream form the ratios and proportions of the hormones are all very uh, different and not constant so it's it's difficult to know about interactions and and long-term effects because they haven't been studied uh, as the regulated body identical hrt has so we're talking now about safe, regulated, body identical, mm. inexpensive, hopefully available from your GP, especially if your GP has done some recent training. Um, can you talk us through the different ways that HRT can be administered? We've talked about transdermal. Yes. You know, what is the difference really between the gel, the tablets, the patches, the implants, the sprays? I mean, there are so many, aren't there? It can be really confusing, actually. But the... Um, Transdermal means through the skin, so that can be given as a patch or as a gel. The patch is very clever, it has a reservoir of, of this body identical hormone, 17 beta estradiol, and it releases every hour into the into the bloodstream so it's a very neat way it is it's very clever to give back that hormone the gel you rub on daily and there's also a spray you can spray on the forearm but they all contain exactly the same hormone 17 beta estradiol it goes straight in through the skin into the little blood vessels under the skin which is taken round to the deeper circulation so it's straight in there straight into the blood system and then it goes round the blood system and and locks onto the receptors and as we have 
estrogen receptors on every cell, every cell will uh, benefit from that estrogen replacement. Will be washed in estrogen. It'll be washed in estrogen. <laughs> so the, the benefit Amazing. of having it through the skin, as we call it, mm-hmm. rather than orally, is oral estrogens go into the stomach and then in, through the liver and they're metabolized and they're metabolized into different types of estrogen. Believe it or not, there are several different types of estrogen. And the, the, the metabolites of estrogen are not always that effective as a 17 beta estradiol type of estrogen so they're not as effective as a result of the metabolism it increases clotting factors and can increase the risk of blood clot a very small amount it's not a huge amount but there is a small increased risk of blood clot if estrogen is taken orally we think much better to bypass that and the gold standard really would be to have don't even worry about blood clots and have estrogen through the skin and bypass the liver totally so does that mean then that women who've been told they can't have HRT because perhaps they've had risk of blood clots, thrombosis, DVT, maybe they've having migraines, all of which is sort of contraindication for or has been in the past for HRT. Does that mean it's safe for them to have transdermal? Yes, 100%. If, if really? all those conditions you've just listed, it would be safe to have HRT as long as the oestrogen is given through the skin so it doesn't disturb the clotting factors in their body. That's quite astonishing because I get so many direct messages from women saying, you know, I love all your work and it's great that you're highlighting oestrogen and HRT and the health benefits, but I'm so frustrated because my doctor simply won't give it to me because I've had a thrombosis or I get migraine and they've told me it's a no-no. So that, that is categorically wrong, is that That's what you're right. saying? That's right. Oral oestrogen, what you would avoid. Um, but mm-hmm. as long as oestrogen is through the skin, it is safe to take in people who have an increased risk of blood clot. They may have had a blood clot before. They may have very high blood pressure. They may have migraine. They may be undergoing surgery, actually. It is still safe to have this type of HRT with oestrogen through the skin. Not so with oral oestrogen. So women need to know that. Um, yeah, well, and doctors need doctors to know it need, too. Doctors, and again, yes, you know, yes, I, I've, I've yes. heard of, of, of women going in for surgery who've been told for several weeks to come off their HRT then before surgery. What's what's the, the truth that's, about that's that? That's outdated. And again, the problem is it's based on the original type of HRT, which is the oral HRT. So it has just been assumed. Therefore, it'll be the same rule for the estrogen through the skin. And that's not correct because of what we've just said. It is perfectly safe to have oestrogen through the skin in women who've had a previous clot or have a clot uh, risk factor in their families or undergoing major surgery. They can still continue their HRT before the operation and after the operation. Well, I think that is extremely clear and categoric. And I guess on that point, talking about the information not being updated with the new forms of delivery systems, that also goes for the instruction leaflets, doesn't it? Because if you get your packet of of oestrogen gel, you possibly, for the first time ever in your life, read the small print rather than with any medication that I've ever been given or aspirin. I don't read the leaflet, a tiny, tiny small print that comes with it. But I think women are so worried that they do read the the oestrogen gel leaflet and it talks about blood clots. So what's going on? Well, this is is outrageous and and, and crazy because they have literally photocopied the risk factors for an oral preparation and applied that to the transdermal preparation, which is wrong. And we're trying Are they still doing this? Because I remember this with- in, interviewing Dr. Newson years ago on this and we highlighted it. And I know that she was in contact with the MHRA. And indeed, I was in contact with the MHRA saying, come on, what are you going to do about this? Because this is misinformation and you're printing it and distributing it day after day, 
day, month after month, and now we hear year after year. How can they give misinformation like that? I mean, that is, is quite just... remarkable. It is remarkable that this is still. It wouldn't going happen on. to guys. You wouldn't no. get that leaflet going into a Viagra packet, would you? No. No. Why it is going on, I can't give you a a clear answer, Liz. We are constantly uh, campaigning, trying to get them to change that. Um, I know they're very busy. They've got lots of lots of things that they have with COVID. They had yeah, to but they've had, that, but they've had time, a long time, Rebecca. Come on. And they've got a big team. I agree. I agree. It is it is uh, doing women an enormous disservice having yes. having uh, having these leaflets saying stating uh, this which is, fact which is wrong misinformation yeah well before we get too doom and gloomy let's go on to hopefully some better news because there's been a lot in the press recently about the the rising or seemingly rising rate of incidents of heart attacks and strokes and and you know adverse coronary events and yet there is also some good news when it comes to hrt and heart disease and i know this is something excuse the pun that's quite close to your heart what what can you let us know about the, the research on heart disease in women. Ab- absolutely. I mean, the, the, what a lot of people don't realise is that living without hormones, or you could almost call it a, like a hormone deficiency, for want of a better word, despite it being completely natural and normal, there are health risks, as we know. It in- increases our risk of heart disease by fivefold after the menopause compared with before the menopause, increases our risk of osteoporosis and fractures, um, dementia, type 2 diabetes, obesity all causes of death are a little higher in women not on HRT compared with women who are on HRT. So if we replace the hormones with HRT, we can reduce these health risks, and particularly with the cardiovascular disease. If it started HRT within 10 years of a woman's last period, it can halve the risk of their heart disease. Halve your risk? Halve the risk. That's that's astonishing. It is more impactful on heart disease, uh, reducing the risk of heart disease than a statin. Yet we see thousands and thousands, millions of women on a statin to yeah, reduce millions. their, for, 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 for primary prevention, not secondary prevention, primary prevention yes. is before anything's happened. And HRT is much more effective. But yet, this is not thought about. But a statin, you know, which doesn't really, which can have side effects for some people. Yes, no, I I know many people who've given up on statins. Many people are are, are taking that and society has deemed this to be normal and okay to take. But in (laughs) fact, the evidence is that HRT is much more effective and safer. It's very safe. And, as you say, is covering off a wider range of exactly. other symptoms exactly for the for actually improving the quality of life if you've got severe symptoms hrt will do that and reduce for free it will reduce all these future health risks cardiovascular disease osteoporosis uh, you mentioned things like osteoporosis there what's the connection with hrt and, and osteoporosis prevention well, when we when we lose estrogen estrogen is really important for the osteoclast and osteoblast these are cells that build up um, our bone density Um, very important actually because one in two women over the age of 50 will develop osteoporosis um, before they die and that's an enormous amount 75% of hip fractures are in women and because they've lost their oestrogen when we lose oestrogen the bone density um, gets thinner and thinner and thinner um, and it looks like you know large honeycombs inside the bone rather than being tightly packed and strong so 
we see it a lot in our relatives. If someone were to have a fall in their 70s or 80s, they, uh, it could be relatively minor fall. They can fracture a hip uh, very, very easily. And this can cause great problems. Um, many people can die from such a fracture when they're older. And if they do survive, there's a huge burden of... Um, you know, immobility, immobility, yeah, yeah. and uh, and further problems like like that. So if we can prevent that, that's so much better for women, so much better for the NHS, which uh, the billions of pounds are, are, are spent obviously on hip fractures. So it can really help prevent that. I mean, you, you're talking about so much here. You know, you, you've you've mentioned mm. diabetes. Uh, there's research going on to Alzheimer's, and it kind of it's almost like spin the wheel and and see where the where the, the needle stops as as to what we want to talk about here. Uh, let's just, let's pick one. Let's pick type two diabetes. Is, is there a connection with HRT there? Yeah, there is. There's uh, studies have shown there's a reduced risk of diabetes by thirty percent. <laughs> Um, it helps reduce insulin resistance because, of course, there are estrogen receptors everywhere. Um, and if without estrogen, the way we handle glucose changes, we become more resistant to the effects of insulin. And it helps in- insulin be more efficient when we have estrogen around it. It helps potentiate the effect of our current hormones um, in our body as well. It just helps the function, as we said earlier, of every organ if oestrogen is there governing it, yes. if you know what I mean. So it does help prevent um, and reduce the risk of, of type 2 diabetes, which is a huge problem in our society. It's just it's just so staggering. I'm sure that anybody who's listening to this for the first time is just going to be sort of banging their head on the table thinking, why is this not just being shouted from the rooftops? And I guess you know, you you work in it day by day. I've been writing about it now. I think it's about six years since I, I first wrote the Good Menopause Guide. So you kind of almost get inured to it. But, you know, it, it's so refreshing to actually go back and hear these statistics and hear about the research and the studies and the health benefits. Because all we hear about is the risk and the shortage and the downside. When you start to hear these colossal figures, 50% reduction in heart disease, 30% reduction in type 2 diabetes, massive help for osteoporosis and joints and bones and and that's before we even get into mood emotion sexuality recurrent utis skin infections Mm, absolutely or quality of life and uh yes women who've had to give up work getting back to work and not only getting back to work but taking promotion being the best version of themselves they can be even just sleep i mean for me i personally have never had a hot flush in my life but what sent me running to the doctor was lack of sleep. I've always slept well and, and, you know, I do like to multitask and I can relatively hold on to it all as long as I sleep. You know, I really do try and prioritise that. But I was waking up at three, four in the morning with a racing heart and feeling slightly warm and then I couldn't get back to sleep and I, I just didn't know why and it was only actually when I interviewed Louise Newson uh, that the penny dropped and I realised oh my goodness this is me yes. that you're talking about. I know it is difficult to understand what's going on because it's insidious to start with isn't it these symptoms mm. that come up on us and we. And yeah I thought I was just stressed. Uh, yes and we and yeah. we normalise them because 
you know, it is a stressful time of life for, in general for people, you know, careers going on, um, maybe have younger children, older relatives that may have to care for a bit more. You know, it's a, it's a busy, busy time in general. Yeah, busy and confusing. Yeah, so mm. we said, of course, we're feeling tired. Of course, I'm not sleeping and worrying about this, this and this. But actually, it's not. It's the hormones because, you know, so many people have, have come and to my clinic and we've treated um, and they've still had difficult things happening in their lives but their symptoms are under control they still can sleep um, and their anxiety is still not over is, is not overpowering anymore because their hormones are balanced they're back to how, how, how they used to be we'll take a break in a moment but before we do can we just cover off Alzheimer's because I am seeing more being talked about with this and I know as far as I'm aware correct me if I'm wrong but as far as I'm aware the research is still relatively young in its infancy what what is the the state of play there so what what we what we do know that younger women who go through the menopause under the age of 45 have an increased risk and and older women have an increased risk of dementia and, and alzheimer's and if given hrt under the age of 45 it reduces that risk of cognitive decline and dementia over the age of 45 um to 50 there hasn't been a what we call a randomized controlled trial to show a reduction in the in the risk of dementia but there's some very good observational studies that have looked back on thousands and thousands of women and have actually shown that the risk of dementia and other neurodegenerative diseases such as parkinsons is less in women who have had longer with their hormones or had replacement mm. so the longer they've had estrogen there is a correlation the decreased risk of these what we call neurodegenerative diseases and dr diaz brinton has done a lot of work with that which is very interesting but what we haven't done is we haven't done what we call a randomized controlled trial which we may never do because that is when you follow i was going people. to say who, who's going to want That's to be right. part of the placebo yes. group that says okay yes. guys so you can't have it um, and then we're going to watch you for 30 years and see, you know, see how your cognition declines mm, mm. Um, and, you know, that the rates of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's increase. And then we'll we'll watch the other group who've got the oestrogen in their receptors and we'll see how they do. So so which which group are you going I to be part exactly. of? Exactly. <laughs> and who would fund that is the other thing for 30 or 40 years. You know, it's, it's probably yeah. never going to be able to be done. But that's what people keep coming back to. It's not proven. Well, it's not proven in a randomised controlled trial, but we have to look at other things in life. We can't just prove things just by randomised controlled trials. Uh, we can see what happens to people on a day-to-day basis, even just feeling better on their HRT. Cognition improves. We can all probably have stories about that, word-finding oh, difficulties, etc. Um, yeah, hold, hold my hand up with that one. Definitely. Yeah, so do I. I mean, it's, it, it, it really helps my brain function. I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing without my HRT to get my brain into gear. Well, we're very glad that you do. Now, stay with us because after the break, I want to talk about the controversial subject, even more controversial perhaps, of whether HRT should be prescribed for all women, even those well in advance of menopausal symptoms, before they even start perhaps. Don't go away. Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, with so much good news here that we're talking about, there have been chats in the media about the prophylactic use of HRT, and that means giving it well before menopause hits. Dr. Rebecca Lewis, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's really interesting, Liz, because we know that HRT, if started within 10 years of a woman's period stopping, they can halve their risk of heart disease. More efficient, in fact, than a statin, taking a statin for primary prevention. It reduces their risk of osteoporosis. And the burden of osteoporosis is enormous on our NHS and globally. Two billion a year spent on hip fractures. 75% of hip fractures are in women. And a woman may have a strong family history of osteoporosis or heart disease, for example. So I think it's a very individual sort of conversation about would you start HRT purely for prevention if a woman seemingly didn't have any symptoms. But that again brings me on to another, another, another query. It is really quite rare not to have any symptoms. And because there's so much misinformation about menopause, many uh, women I know say, oh, I don't have any symptoms. And I can spot 10 within five minutes of talking to them. But it's because they've been misinformed and they think symptoms are flushes and sweats and heavy, heavy periods. And of course, we know it's so much more than that. I didn't have any of those symptoms. You know, my my symptoms were lack of sleep, um, achy joints, headaches and tinnitus. 
Those were my symptoms. And at no point in my 40s did I connect that to the fact that I needed to top up my oestrogen. I wish I had. I really, one, I have very few regrets in life, but one of them is regretting not taking my HRT earlier. I, I, I know, I hear that over and over again, um, that we didn't know that all these symptoms were due to a lack of oestrogen. So often I would question, genuinely, some women, I think, don't have many symptoms. And that's the other thing. We cannot judge people. If you're lucky enough not to have many symptoms or very mild symptoms, person standing next to you can be completely the opposite. We need to find out more about why that would be, the proportion of oestrogen receptors around the body. Um, we need more research onto that, why some women really do suffer, but they should not beat themselves up about it. And I think that's a real problem as well, is that people feel weak um, for taking HRT. Well, it's a bit like childbirth. Women are, you know, are, are, are conditioned to feeling weak for having had an epidural because you can't cope with the extraordinary level of pain. It's like, well, I'm sorry. That's, you know, for, for me, it felt like my body was being sawn in half. There was no way I was not going to have an epidural if it was offered to me or have a, a general, an, you know, an operation without a general anaesthetic. Thank yeah. you. No, exactly. And again, for that, there is a range of, of, of pain. I think some people generally have less less pain even something as painful of childbirth and, and others much more so we're all very different and that's really important to get over there so if if someone ha- genuinely doesn't have any symptoms but has say a family history of osteoporosis and cardiovascular disease i think it should be an individual decision for them but i think hrt would be very something very sensible to consider if, if a strong family history um, or some people may even want to consider it anyway for the future health risk and i think that is fine. If they've got um, a clinician, a, uh, a doctor that can really talk to them through what it can help, what it can't help, and in an honest way, then it's surely down to the woman to decide. Well, this this comes back to sort of joint decision making, which I know we've covered here before. Part of the nice guidelines now is that you know not only we talk about informed consent for any treatment that we're asked to have or or offered, but also you know joint decision making that actually. It's, you know, I've said it before here, it's my body, it's my choice. And what is staggering to me is that I can walk into a pharmacy in Europe, Spain, for example, and I can get my oestrogen over the counter. I don't have to even get a doctor's appointment because presumably they've done a bit more research and consider it so safe. Mm. I don't know what I I'm not sure why why that is I, I don't know about countries abroad but it is very easy to get it to get it over there and and, and, and not here I don't know that they think it's more safe but I think or have they just not um, looked at it I don't I, know, I don't know. yes I, I'm not too I'm not too sure because we actually prescribe in the UK more than than Europe so maybe it's there but women aren't aren't being told about it but I do remember hearing during the HRT shortages that you know women were, were getting ferries over to Spain and and stocking up for that for themselves and their friends and, and bringing it back yeah. again yeah I mean isn't that isn't that tragic really to have to do that yes. because of this it's so where, where are we with the the shortage well, situation at I the moment I think all the drug companies are aware that the manufacturers of HRT are are aware um, it's all about being aware but, what are they yes, doing about exactly, it but, Exactly. Well, they've increased production. Um, and at the moment, we're not having a problem really with oestrogel anymore. And the estradot seems to be back in. And I'm not having a problem where I am prescribing that. 
Um, but it, it is, again, getting people to understand that this is not, problem's not going to go away. The demand's going to increase because yes. if only 14% of us are taking HRT, when we know generally the majority will benefit from HRT, we've got a long way to go, really. Um, so it's not just appeasing the demand now, it's looking to the future and thinking actually there's going to be increased exponential increase in demand, uh, quite rightly, because uh, women need treatment they need. Yes. And of course, many women are now taking HRT for longer because it used to be the old NICE guidelines, which I remember reading, were the lowest dose for the shortest time. Now, the NICE guidelines are very clear on this and anybody listening will put links to them and you can go and look it up online if you want to, uh, are that you can keep taking it for as long as you have the benefit, which presumably means forever, does it? Yeah, there's no time limit. Women should always have an annual review, like on any medication, to look at the pros and cons, because their own health may have changed, and there may be some things that need to be discussed about the HRT. But they, every year, you look at the, the positives and the negatives, like you do for every, any sort of medication, and continue if you wish to. There's no time limit. Because when you stop taking HRT, the problem is your the health benefits will, will reduce as well. The bone density will start to decrease. Really? Um, it doesn't stay with you? We know you. that. It doesn't stay with you. Um, it will build it up so you'll fall from a higher level, but it will start to gently decline again if you, if you stop HRT. So if you someone who suffers with osteoporosis or have a strong family heart of osteoporosis, for example, you, you really don't want that to happen. So may choose to continue for, for life. But that is very much, again down to the individual everything's down to the individual oh i'm sure so many people listening to this are thinking oh dr rebecca i wish you were my gp <laughs> oh it's, yeah, uh, so it's, <laughs> yeah. really it's well, it's so heartwarming um before we go where are we on testosterone in the uk for women well again not licensed for women outrageous um you never you'd never see that for men um, no, and just to say, actually, it's not just a male yeah. hormone. We we make yeah. more testosterone in our ovaries than we do oestrogen. So it, it is a female hormone, testosterone. It is a female hormone. It is a female hormone that has been uh, neglected. We have used it for decades, actually, with, with good effect. Um, and clinicians who see people and use testosterone really can see the effect it can have on, on women, how helpful it can be for some women. And it, we, we surely we, we should be able to have that license for, for us to get back, you know, to replace. The levels have dropped. We just want to replace yes. them back to the normal Please, level. Please, can I have my hormones back? That's all we're saying. That's it, isn't it? And in some countries, it's licensed for women, isn't it? I know Western Australia has it. Yes, Australia. Western mm. Australia are ahead of the game and they have had it licensed uh, for women in the menopause. But one thing to say, many things in medicine we prescribe are off-license. Something like 10 to 15% of medicines in general are off-license. It doesn't mean to say it's not safe. It just means to say it hasn't been licensed for that specific indication. So a lot of children's medications, all the research has been done perhaps on adults or over 16, and not actually licensed for children, but we know jolly well it's very helpful for children. Um, and so... It is, it is safe to prescribe because there's no, there's no alternative. Many uh, psychiatric drugs are off-license. Many painkillers are off-license. Nerve-modulating type drugs are, are off-license for pain relief. So uh, 
cut cutting to the chase here then could a woman go to her gp and ask for testosterone off license then as a relatively simple request it's a simple request the answer may be more complicated it depends if the gp <laughs> okay. depends if the gp's had had training because of course okay. all this wonderful information's come come out from louise newson um who has really transformed the landscape medically so many gps if i'm a gp and if, if a patient came to me of course they can have testosterone because i've been trained and know how how to use it and it's safe but if you haven't been trained it may not be uh, the safest thing for them therefore to prescribe but they can always refer you to a specialist who could prescribe for you if a woman needs testosterone if their own gp can't provide it then they could ask for a referral to a menopause specialist clinic well good luck with that because the waiting lists are catastrophically long aren't they even if there is one in your area i mean they're a shockingly flu unfortunately few. yes that's I, i've actually even heard of women i'm not suggesting that people do this at all but i've heard of women you know they're getting their husbands to buy it or their partners to buy it online because it's so available for, for guys and then just using that little piece sized amount you know for themselves but you know why on earth should there you know there be uh, that activity going on you, you don't want to have to do anything underhand just to get your own hormones back it is really shocking if you were to describe this to an alien landing <laughs> you, you, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't understand i've got visions of those smash martins you know so they don't give you your hormones back it's like they just wouldn't understand it, it would they they'd be well, rolling yes, around on the your, floor you've, laughing that's right you've lost your hormones <laughs> but there's a solution there's a very safe product to have yes. we can give them all back but we won't allow that one but we'll allow but we won't you know, no we won't give it, just it to you it doesn't make sense it's not logical yeah Oh dear, uh, there is a little little glimmer of good news, uh, hopefully, which we'll end on here. And that is that localised vaginal oestrogen has just been released as an over-the-counter product here in the UK. So you don't need a prescription for that. But of course, there are restrictions and caveats. So do you want to talk about that briefly? Yes. I mean, I think I think that's great progress in, in many ways because now it's allowing access to vaginal oestrogen, which is really, really important because so many women are having recurrent urinary infections, uh, vaginal soreness and dryness, or worse, you know, some poor women can't even sit down because the the burning they have in the vulval area is so is so severe due to a lack of estrogen so this is now available for women to have um, with easy access however as always when such a product comes to be so readily available there are lots of stringent rules around it um so that can be quite narrowing um is it only the fi- oh, you've got to be over 50 is that right i think i think over over 50 post menopausal not have any other medical problems um so it does narrow it down However, I think with time, as, it's, it's as a step the in the right direction. Goes, I think it's a step it? in the right mm-hmm. direction. Yeah, let's look at that. And with time, I think those uh, the narrowing sort of criteria will go will will resolve and and, and stop and and it become much more sensible really because it is so safe for for women to use in general. I, I really I really hope so. It's uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. Well, thank you, Rebecca. That it's been a great sort of romp through the last twelve months, the highs and the lows. I think perhaps on balance there are more highs than lows. Do you think? 
I think there's a real change coming, Liz. I really do. I think um, the attitude is changing. Women are becoming empowered, which is just wonderful to see, and really help each other. Women do help each other and, and help their colleagues understand at work, help their friends understand what's going on. And I think um, the you know the society is also much more welcoming about the taking the menopause seriously and getting it treated effectively. So I think that's that some huge strides have been made over the last year or so. Well, hold on to the good news, Rebecca. Thank you for being with us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, always such a pleasure to chat to Dr. Rebecca Lewis. And actually, I just was reminded that Talking about the localised vaginal oestrogen, which is now available over the counter for some women here in the UK, Rebecca just just very casually slipped in the word UTIs and, you know, recurrent urinary tract infections I know affect so many women, myself included. And at the risk of oversharing here, you know, I suffered for years with this and I can't tell you the number of courses of antibiotics that I had and pelvic scans and, you know, really quite worrying checks, not knowing what was going on. And it was only when I replaced my oestrogen that my symptoms subsided and touching wood, she says, sitting here, have not had a single recurrence since. Well, you can find out more about HRT, of course, over on lizellwellbeing.com, as well as lots of other resources that we'll put the links up to with this. Uh, On my website, you'll find a specific e-guide to download called The Truth About HRT. And I wrote that because it was literally the one thing that everybody wanted me to talk about. So I've dedicated a specific guide just to HRT, and it's endorsed by several leading oncology professors and medics in the world of menopause. It's a good read, if I do say so myself. One lady described it to me recently by saying, well, that's the best £4.99 I have ever spent. (laughs) Well, as I mentioned earlier, next week's episode will be focusing specifically on HRT and breast cancer. And that's why we didn't go too much down the drains on that subject today. So if that's something that interests you, do make sure that you are subscribed to follow this podcast for next week's episode. And thank you for getting in touch, by the way, like Chrissy, who's been listening to our podcast and she writes to say, I'm a 60 year old working mum. I'm looking after a 90 year old mother in our own home, a 17 year old teenager, four more grown up children, a granddaughter of 18 months and of course, a midlife husband. I find at every turn something relates and helps me. So a big thank you to Liz and the whole team for keeping me happy and sane. Wow, happy and sane. How are you doing it, Chrissy? That is amazing to hear. I'm incredibly glad that we can keep you company, Chrissy. It sounds like you're doing a great job. I have five children, but not the rest. And I am just exhausted thinking about it all. So sending you lots of love and all the very best. And if you want to get in touch, you can find me at Lizelle Me on social media. And my team, of course, are at Lizelle Wellbeing. So until the next time, go well. Bye-bye. The Liz Earle Wellbeing Show is presented by me, Liz Earle, and is produced by Anushka Tate for Fresh Air Production, with additional production support from Ellie Smith. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.